Do we have a problem? No, we don't, Daddy, because I'm fully medicated. My name is Rafi Mandor. And I'm an award-winning drag queen on the new Paris. <laughs> and this is... Wait, Wait don't, don't do it. it. Is your lag on your side, sweetie? It's Zoom. Oh, you don't know how it works. You saw first first impressions. You, you know how this works, Dita. You know how this works, Dita. You need to know how you're you're, you're behind. I'm the Bob here. You are the guest at this point. Why are you why are you just like targeting Dita's name like that? Like it seems really targeted towards the black drag queen on Black History Month. That's right. I love that you tell me how to celebrate Black History Month. That's what we do in America. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Happy um, Valentine's Day weekend. Happy Super Bowl weekend. Everything's happening this weekend. Um, who are you rooting for for the Super Bowl? Did you did you know there was a, a sporting event this weekend? No, I did not. I just girl, can't, what isn't the pandemic still going on? Because let's. Let's talk about how we, this Winter Olympics just happened, and now we're going into the Super Bowl. And who's performing at the Super Bowl? Um, there is a mix of performers. This was the Super Bowl where they 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 got everyone. So I think it's like Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg, and like four other people. Like it's just everyone comes on and does a song, I think, and just goes on. Oh, it's a variety show. It's a variety show. It's a talent show. Um. We're just we're coming to have fun apparently to the oldies. Um, and it's no shade, you know. We love Mary, we oh, love Snoop, but it's the oldies. I mean, yeah, I, that's why Mary J. Black came on my timeline for on TikTok. Someone was like, uh, Mary better do this dance right here. Oh, yeah, it better be that dance though. Mary better get that <laughs> dance, honey, even with the knees. That's all they want to see. Um, and then there's some um teams playing, but you know, they're not the Patriots, so I don't, I don't even know. Um, you know. I only rock with the Giants and with the other ones that are from New York. Oh my God. Is that the TV shows for yourself? The Giants? I don't know. I really don't. Honestly, football is the one I care least about. I went to a Wizards game last week for everyone in DC. A Wizards game? Is that a hockey? Is that golf? What is that? Uh, the Washington Wizards uh, here in DC. They are a basketball team. <laughs> the, the male's basketball team because we are the Mystics for the women's basketball team. Correct that because we are. Lucky How can we just be witches? Witches, wizards, and witches. Which is mystics? What are you talking about? <laughs> you said the female team is the mystics, but the male team was the wizards. Why couldn't they be the witches? Why would they go to the mystics? The Washington mystics? I can't. They're called the mystics. They should be called the witches. This is sexism. I can't handle it. Um, I guess it is a direct, uh, uh, like, is that connotation with witches and also bitches? You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like sporting events. I don't trust these hoes. No, Mystics is you know it stays on brand. Uh, but we're lucky enough to have a women's team and a basketball, a men's basketball team. Uh, do I suggest going? I for sure suggest going to just people watch, vibe out. Do not get nosebleeds. They're tempting because they're cheap. But I'm telling you, it is so hard to fill your main character fantasy up there, and it just feels like you're about to like you're on the edge of glory. And that glory is hit the, hitting the pavement. I feel like it only works in certain sports. Like when we saw um, the soccer ball team that we have, I don't know the day. <laughs> we went to the soccer game a few months ago, too. That's so sad. Wherever soccer team we went and saw, I think we were really high up. And it worked <laughs> because, um, you know, you could see everything. It was super cool. And that was like a fun, like Harry Potter style Quidditch kind of tournament row, which I enjoy. But yeah, basketball is better the close side, you know, court side, honey. DC, uh, the DC United game was. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it, was, it was a funny experience. Uh, so I am someone who likes to uh, go and people watch. And I did see like the gays were on dates, which are so cute. I think that's such an adult date. And you were on a date. A- you were on a, a triple date. Triple kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me as this Wizards game, there were homosexuals, there were queer people, um, just really enjoying sports. I feel like I feel the type of way about gays that enjoy sports. Um, <laughs> just tell me, tell me about it. Um, no, I definitely no. They were giving. Honestly, it was not giving. Like, first of all, it was getting very aspirational, aspirational, like aspirational because it was like you could tell they were one worked in tech, and then one probably worked in like like either like something very like artsy or whatever. It was very really cute day. Um, little interracial couple. Oh my gosh, I'm keeping this in because this is so funny and just so. This is just such a queer experience. I was literally just texted a Google Drive link to the early leak of Kim Petras's slut pop. Um, so I'm really excited. <laughs> and I'm going to do a oh, revival. Do we have an exclusive? <laughs> exclusive. Oh my God, I'm so should excited. We just review, should we just honestly review the album right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're not gonna do that but we are definitely gonna support make sure you stream slut pop available february 11th even though we got the early edition because i'm on the list um i i'm super excited <laughs> wow yeah wow you're acting like billboard just sent you a link to the they did <laughs> That's a crazy part. You know, honestly, just just you know, the more you get into the scene and know people, like you get these just insider Google things drive. and it's crazy. This Google Drive link, you know what I mean? <laughs> how, much, how much are the sales points for Google Drive? <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. But um, I, I will say, go back to your point about being aspirational. Um, anytime I see a queer person at a sport event, it's so weird because I'm like, you're not into this. This is like an aesthetic for us. Like we've all gone to sporting events because like it's camp. Going to a sporting yes. event is like high yes. camp. You're like, ooh, yeah, I'm in it. And like, no, you don't care. <laughs> yes, it's literally, and that's what I was doing too. I was really like, like just the like just they were there just like talking the entire time. Like one was pointing here and there, but it was like really cute because they were just really just like a very well vibe i thought everyone was really nice it was a really nice section um i highly suggest going to sporting events especially if you are someone just who just moved to dc go to a sporting event because people will talk to you and you never know what friends you'll make we were talking especially my friend uh dj he was going off mama and uh i definitely think that it's worth like a trip especially if you're new, especially if you're just dipping your toes into the scene, especially if you don't know anybody. Because if you're nervous about looking like that person that's at a nervous, at a sporting event, it's not about you. It's literally about a basketball team. So I highly suggest it. 10 out of 10. Just make sure if you're scared of heights, get on the floor level so you don't feel like you're about to like literally fall to your death. Yeah, yeah. That's something I noticed at the Nationals Park. Um, I had never been, you know, I guess I'm fortunate. I've never been up that high. And it was just so just scary and daunting. I really just thought I was gonna fall off of Mount Olympus. You know, you were you're in a kid and you're going to field trip. And you know, back in the day for you 
Gen Z people, IMAX was limited experience. Like there's a time when IMAX was only in like museums and like very specific places. And you had to go on trips to these places to even enjoy IMAX. And that's when they had these steep steps so they could fit as many people in. And you felt like you were climbing a mountain. It was crazy. That's what it reminded me of. Did you, did you have any IMAX experiences growing up before they became like, you know, just regular movies? Um, so it's such a weird juxtaposition and how, like I said, these are other like cultural differences that me and you have because I grew up in, again, very Latino, very not. In Don't say my name. Community. So I didn't get exposed to IMAX until I came to Portchester. We don't have museums in Portchester. Bitch, in, in New York, no, we did not. Uh, we had, like I said, you I mean, that shit. Oh, that's what like, we did. I was saying, like, I, I remember that, that's how I remember my first train ride. I took down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I went to the museum down there. We didn't get no trips to the IMAX at the museum, okay? We went to Adirondacks, we went to the mountains, we went to different kinds of trips. In North Carolina, I don't think... Honestly, the field trip game in North Carolina is not to where it should be. New York, you really take field trips. You take good field trips. New York is... No, New York is easy because everything is literally in one city, and you can do it endless things in one city so is it compared to a rural goddamn area where we can travel four hours just to see fucking a butterfly or something i don't, I don't know what but you girls do but you're but you're in durham you, you were in durham so you oh no, yeah you i went you. to our our local museum constantly so much so my mom got tired of going to the museum because i love that museum i went as a queer child one more time to live our best experience. I had a full euphoria moment when I was like coming out and we like, you know what we should do? Go to the museum of our childhood and play on the swings and see butterflies and do experiments at like 11 a.m. in the morning on a Tuesday in the middle of the summer because that is the kind of euphoria girl I am. <laughs> I mean, I, I can smell that, that, that dream. You know what I'm saying? Like a hot summer in North Carolina in 1994. Um, I, yeah, when I was 19, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, did you say you were 19? Yeah. You were, I did you were digging worms until you were 19? That's what I'm saying. Like, I had a full euphoria. Like, when I was 19 and coming out, that was the earth coming out. Me and my friends this summer, we would all get my friend's mom's Vinnie van because that's the only car we had. And we would just go to the museum in the middle of the day and just play and experiment and find our inner child and just take pictures and it was just so fucking lame i lived you missed me with the euphoria where were the drugs um oh you know i had some smirnoffs ice in the <laughs> back <laughs> oh, <laughs> my ketchup like, fantasy <laughs> you were catching that vibe with those smirnoffs so you're like, right like, you know uh, drinking and driving Dude, you can't be glamorizing. Oh, I'm not glamorizing it. You for it is. So here we are, the weekend of Valentine's Day, and is love in the air? Uh, love is not in the air. I saw a recent video with Christian Walker, and it was really funny because it was like, you know, he usually has no point to make. But boys really want to be out here talking to you. While talking to seven other people, I literally had a boy text me and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not sure if um, I'm not. Sh- I, I, I I I like. We were just talking on Bumble. We hadn't even met yet. And he was like, just so you know, I'm not looking for any serious anything serious. More like friends. But I hope that uh, like. I, but if the vibe is right, we can do more. A, first of all, I don't know you. Second of all, 
we haven't met yet. So can I decide if this is going to be a friendship or not? Or if this is more, or if the vibe is right for me? Very one-sided. And it's clear, it's clear that everyone's hurt out there. Everyone has dating trauma. Everyone doesn't know how to unpack it and move on from it and try to have to repeat cycles. But I don't know what it is about people in D.C. that just don't know how to allow a conversation. I honestly think that people from D.C. is it's not D.C. natives because I don't, I don't feel like D.C. natives are on Tinder. I think it's a very transplant issue. The, the issue is that, like, everyone's there, like, oh, yeah, from, they always have the arrow, like, and uh, like Nebraska to Ohio to DC, they always list how many states they've been in. Oh yeah, I love um, that bio thing, just the arrow, uh, arrow, pin, pin, bro. Yes, and it's all the same kind of big fuck boy energy. And yes, and I'm like, this is mostly to me because, like I said, I don't seem to attract the people on those apps that are healthy for me. I would say. That's all I'm gonna say. It would take a lot of headaches for me to want to be in relationships or make something work with these people. And I try, try to move away from that. So no, love is not in the air for me, but what about you, Nunu? I love, love you know? season because as a as an award-winning um, counselor, I get to watch all the kids go through so much trauma in one, in one little weekend. You know, one today was like, it's so hard because I have this guy who still is talking to me, but I'm not really feeling him. I have another one, but I'm also not looking for a relationship. Also, you know, how do I just let people know that I'm just trying to focus on me and do me? And it is so fun to watch them struggle through turmoils. And I'm like, well, you can say that, but do you do them Valentine's Day weekend? Do you break the guy's heart on Valentine's Day weekend? Is that messy? Can you just wait? Uh, back to when those rules still, but do people still think do you think like at, at one point do you think that's youth like growing pains like youth has to learn like honestly none of it matters I guess or does I mean, it matter do those or does it matter, matter? Like, I mean it or does matter it, 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 it both matters and it doesn't matter so where's that gray area because to me like I said in high school that's where I struggle with the idea that relationships in high school should be a thing or like because where, where does that you never know like it's, it's just like 16 year olds and all that emotion i could not imagine being a 16 year old and being in a relationship what were y'all doing what, what were y'all doing talking what were y'all talking about at 16 with your boyfriend what i mean when i had a girlfriend in middle school i remember You had a girlfriend during lunch. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in middle school, and I had someone that really, really wanted to be my girlfriend in high school. Um, so Damn, it was swinging during those gym classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was all crazy. It was all like one Sagittarius, one Cancer. Um, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I love how you got two very dominant. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely trying to like part that pussy on my face. <laughs> DC the day with DC, the housewife of DC. Oh my gosh! No, but um, when I was, you know, in these kind of more intimate, you know, relationships, I guess with people, 
you would just message people about your day, you just talk about things, you would, you know, make snide remarks and not show them that you didn't really like them. Like, you're dumb. I hate you. I'm better than you. You're so lame, but I like you. you oh, know? So it, it, it seems very toxic. It's very euphoria, I guess. Um, and so I just don't imagine it's like healthy for these, like, when you're the, at your most insecure uh, to handle all those feelings. Could you? I I got my first heartbreak in college. I feel like my first like really big like how that hurt. Um, and how would you have managed that heartbreak and that sadness in high school? Do you think? Um, I think that. <laughs> Open your eyes. Open your eyes. It looks like you glued your eyes shut with Elmer. Hi, Elmer. <laughs> You're so unprofessional. You are. <laughs> I want to try out my new white liner, and it works so good. Like, wow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I, I definitely had a lot of tough relationships in, in, in high school, so I, I can imagine I would have just been crazy like I was in, in college, you know, obsessive, worried. Um, I, I I like to do this thing. Um, that's my favorite. I just, I can't do it anymore because I'm 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 too um I'm too grown now. But <laughs> I, I used to do this thing where I always like pretend to be very innocent so people could corrupt me. That way I could like get into it without having any blame. So I was very like coy and very, you know, hard to get. Um, and, and I think that added to a lot of the drama around it because, you know, you're not really ever expressing your real intent. You're never really expressing your your emotions, just like you're saying on, on Tinder or Bleep or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely, these guys, when they're saying, I want to be friends, I want to see the vibe is right. It's that, came, it's that same kind of energy. Like, I don't really want to commit. I don't want to own up to my feelings. I just want, you know, someone to do it for me. Um, so it's interesting to see those parallels, I would say. Uh, very that. I, it seems like it seems like people, like I said, people who haven't like evolved past a certain level, especially when you're dealing with men. I but also women find themselves in even worse situations. I feel like because I my heart goes out to the the women in DC, the women dating in any city, obviously, but in DC, the dating pool is so small and so. But is it small in the sense that when I see like certain DC blogs post about dating in DC, it seems like they post the same kind of consultancy boy that's like consultancy boy material girl. It's very like it's very like that demographic. And so to me, you really have to think about who you're swiping on and really think if you're repeating patterns. I I someone someone told me recently uh, we were having a conversation and they were like oh yeah um, I I I'm, I'm attracted to this guy and I feel like I keep repeating cycles but you know I but I, it's just what I'm used to I'm in a so cycle I don't want and she's like I, that's just what I'm used to though so what am I supposed to do You're supposed to do it like what? a Joby day bitch <laughs> <laughs> um. So it seems like, like I said, people haven't like really processed the, those emotions. And I am not saying I'm holier than that at all, honey. I'm not perfect either. I'm a wreck when I date people. Trust me, honey. 
Because I don't, yeah, I am not, as long as you talk to me very, like, like if you keep me posted and treat me like a human being, we're going to hit it off and I'm going to be fine. But the minute I feel like you are trying to, you're trying me and you're really trying me, um, then we have an issue. And so it seems like I keep repeating those cycles. But it's not about the relationship because this year, me and Nunu are going to be uh, partnering on with DJ Gaston and DJ Best Busha at, at the Upper West Side Cafe in D.C. And we're going to be corresponding the ex-Valentine's Day party. It's going to be a 90s day party, right? A 90s vibe party? 90s dance party. And you know the vibes. Come party with the dame and the mayor of D.C. Saturday, February 12th, 8 to 12. Get your tickets online. Link in bio. We'll remind you again at the end of the episode. But yeah, I can't wait to talk to people about their kind of ex problems. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love um, relationship talk. It's one of my favorite things to tell you. I, I have experience with toxic relationships. I love hearing the drama. And it's just so interesting to see the limps we bend ourselves, shape ourselves to fit another person's uh, view and not our own. Yes. I remember sitting there when I was obsessed uh, with that homeboy. And I was just like, how can I make him like see me? How, what can I do? to really get him to, like, see me as, like, a person, as an equal. Who, Alejandro? Uh, can we not bring him names, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, so, you're so messy. The people are going to think I'm so messy. I'm just referencing a Lady Gaga song. Calm down, people. God, I think people are going to think I'm such a, a mean girl and I'm so supportive. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we could continue your your anecdote right quick. Not anecdote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're shitty. Um, so no, I definitely remember feeling those um, like those vibes, like those insecurities. And I think we all need that letdown to realize that a person's not going to come for you. Those, those fairy tale moments are not going to happen, um, and you really have to like grab life by the bootstraps and kind of break those cycles within yourself. And know that you're enough. Um, right. I used to love playing the damsel role before I became the dame. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, you used to be the damsel of DC. The damsel of DC, honey. Ten years running, right, girls? I'm the oldest drag queen, right, for the new girls in the city. I've been going for ten years, right, in the city, New Paris. <laughs> <laughs> what? You've been alive for about 10 years, yeah. <laughs> DC has been more than a thing for more than New Paris has taken over DC for the last 10 years. I've been 10 years in <laughs> <laughs> a decade in this shit. Nunu's about to be canceled from DC for the next 10 years. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I jest, I jest. <laughs> <laughs> You um, are killing me. You are killing me. <laughs> All right, continuing. Um, I used to no, always would, be the damsel. Oh, how would you make yourself the dame? The dam the damsel. You know, very Pink Friday, very Nicki Minaj saved me, right? Like this time, once you save me, like I'm giving up. Some some person needs to come and pull me from something. I felt like I was tied and felt I felt something, right? You feel like the universe cosmically, you're different, and somehow you just need someone to come and with you very you know twilight edward cullen bella like carry me through the water 
save me and then we'll both be each other's everything and i i that role was fun it's fun but it doesn't get you anything i still know what you're talking about because i remember watching like perfect example like i'm glad you brought it up uh that like bella and edward i remember watching that first twilight when she's like bleeding and to me i was like in my head watching that as a 17 year old i'll be like I was like, she is not giving damsel distress enough. I need her to really like break for him. Like, please help me. You know what I'm saying? Like that. She was not giving like enough. Like, like please help me, save me. You know. So it's it's it, where where was that coming from? Besides, you know, thinking besides just the youth and like the, the stories that we were told that would happen for us. I, I I'm not sure. I, I feel like. It comes from the fear. It comes from you have to get to self-actualization, right? You have to grow up and realize that you are responsible for you. And that's that's the transition from childhood to adulthood, essentially. You know, when you want you're in that damsel mode or that victim mode, right? You kind of want like, come grab me, save me, let me be with someone. That way someone's doing the work for me. I don't I don't have to feel alone. I don't have to feel uh, these things have someone to hold my emotions, but ultimately you're going to have to hold those emotions yourself. No matter if you're single in a relationship, whatever it is, you know, you, you, you're still your own person. You're the only person with your experience. You know, you're going to not be morbid. Like you're going to die like alone. You're going to be coming in the world alone. Like, you know, you're going to be alone ultimately. So why not learn to be with yourselves and then you can be better and greater with other people. And people don't want to do that nowadays. That takes work therapy commitment bitch so um yeah i wanted to say this moment to you know congratulate nunu because she just won an amazing award um for counseling in dc because you know is a counselor uh for a school in the county no, I'm, I'm a counselor in the state of Maryland. I won a state award. Um, and that is pretty cool. It's interesting um, because it's been such a tough year for educators. If anyone is an educator or knows um, educators, it, it's kind of rough out there, just like it is for nurses, doctors, any essential workers. Um, it's just been a lot. So to be awarded for counseling is interesting. And to also be, you know, the dame of DC and the best thing ever is also crazy. So... <laughs> So I want to take this moment, you know, since you won this award in counseling, and you're talking to the youth of of, uh, of, the, of this generation going through hard times of relationship dramas. Um, what would you tell? You can, you know, you you're, you have this beautiful eye makeup on right now, and it just reminded me of this picture right here. And so, what would you tell this young young looking? <laughs> Uh, and so, where's that confidence, girl? I, I want that confidence back, bitch. That's it. I need <laughs> 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 going dipping your face in glitter headfirst. <laughs> there was a real time in my life where I was in college where at every event I would just put on like mounds of glitter everywhere on my face, and I would be like, Mama, I'm turning it. <laughs> I guess people just thought I was really confident. Maybe that's what it is. I think I think it's a weird part about college or when you're young is because you can't see yourself from the outside, right? So you constantly just feel whatever you feel. So my memory of it is insecurity, sadness, depression, insecurity, anger, sadness. And all these pictures are just like bold fashion choices, art, 
confidence, you know, just these moments. And I just, I just, it's so weird how they're disconnected. So this is what I would tell myself. I would tell myself to connect the two. You are just as powerful as you are when you're in having fun, when you're loving life, when you're being who you are authentically, it, it, it's, it, the payout's worth it. And allowing others to see who you are is also worth it. So just be who you are. But, but stay away from any boy name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> stay away from choices in DC. Because choices in DC are toxic. Stay away from Scorpio. Uh, just say any Scorpio, any cancer. Just say, you know what, mama? Just take it away from you. This is not going to work no matter what. No matter what. Uh, but, but I think let's dive deeper because saying that you like be who you are, just be you and dating and do that. It's so easy. It's so much easier said than done. Because I think honestly, I think people think that we're being ourselves on dates. But is there? But we all had that date. We all had the same questions that we ask seventeen times on dates. We've had multiple times. Like it's a, it's it's a, every date sometimes. Can be a deja vu, you know what I'm saying? The same kind of conversations, stricken, oh the same stories are told. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many times can you tell the same story three times? Uh, and, and like, you know what I'm saying? It's a right, lot of- right. Uh, a story I often share is ooh, a story I often share is you know with my partner. You know, we didn't really click on the first date because I just wasn't being myself and. You know, because I felt like, I, you know, I feel like at first it's like a job interview, right? You just kind of like, who are you? What's the basic? You know, are you, you know, normal enough to continue this till the next time, right? Yeah. And um, I just remember being like quiet and, you know, me quiet <laughs> and just trying to be like perfect. I don't oh, know. I, I I can imagine how you were quiet. I know. I could already tell. You, you couldn't because you didn't know me. How do you? <laughs> I did. I got that quite some dreaming before. Trust me. <laughs> I knew. I knew that girl. I knew it was sitting across your man. <laughs> so, what pulled Prince back for that second date after he thought you were terrible the first day? And tell the audience like what was not popping about it. What were you doing that was that was translating as not committing to the date? You know, or not um, dating yourself. <laughs> um not life therapy not red table talk um <laughs> what i i don't recall it you know that's the point and maybe that is you know one of the signs i don't remember what i was doing i remember being scared i remember wanting it to be over i remember I remember feeling like I had to somehow prove that I was marriage material, long-term relationship material, that I was the most together person. And I don't recall talking anything about surface level. I remember some about general interest and just trying to have small talk. And, you know, that's not interesting to anyone, is it? No, small talk is a big no-no in relationship and dating. Um, that's a big, a big red flag. And uh, what do you? What would you? What's the worst date to take someone on a first date? Like to me, it would be a movie. Don't take me on to a movie on the first date because that's not a date. Well, on my third date, that's we went to a movie, and that's when we decided to be together. 
Oh, well, I mean, at that point, you build rapport. Like I said the first day. I'm saying, what's not a good first date? Mm, anywhere where you have to eat hot wings. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's such a specific answer. So not Hooters. <laughs> you, you, you I mean, I just think wings. that is the worst thing I can think of on <laughs> a date, like having to eat food that is just so obviously unbecoming. <laughs> like, so quirky. So is that quirky? I, mean, I think that's also happened on my first date because. Like the restaurant we had used chopsticks, and I don't really know how to use chopsticks. Oh. And I had to I had to pretend to know how to use chopsticks, and I was like, "This is just like so." I was just so focused on like trying to look competent and like <laughs> <laughs> not knowing at all how to pick up food. I'm like, I am normal. I can do this. You're doing a whole tarantula with your hands, right? I didn't want to be that person and be like, "I need a fold." <laughs> I think I always like to start with the first day something very simple. The conversation has to flow. Are we going to get along? So take them to a good food spot, good place. Get uh, get a vibe check. Don't take them to a bar. Avoid bars. I will definitely say that. Make it at least somewhat of an effort. Make it coffee, though. Make it somewhere where you guys can really just sit there and have a straight-up conversation. And then allow the fun from there. But people think really fun, like a sip and paint or something where you're doing something together, creating so, so it could be used, you know, after it. Like I would do something interesting. Uh, oh my God, like a, a sip and paint? That's, is that like a first date? I would do that. That'd be cool. I think that's a good, again, I, that's a good, like bowling, would you say bowling would be a good first date? Yeah. Any, any date that was considered a challenge or flavor of love, season one and two, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, a jacuzzi, a hot tub moment. <laughs> a pool date. Let's go to the pool, bitch. So, um, yeah, so that that partner was, but again, obviously they were not living their fully Jewish authentic self. So it was not a, a good situation. But uh, I didn't have, I, I am really, I think about dates like that. I think about Valentine's Day. I think those are the moments to kind of, you know, but like remember, to, you should always fight, try and think of ways to, like, I think once a month, do something. Maybe bi-weekly, do something for your partner. Once a week, even, just, like, connect. Find some find some time to really, like, work, work, find some time to check in and be romantic and do those things so it doesn't wash away. Uh, but I think people sometimes get a little stagnant. And that's another thing that really it adds stress to relationships to me. That's stagnancy, right, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, work is part of the love relationship. Like, you have to want to connect. You have to be connect intentionally. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, you have to make moments for yourself where you're spending time together because it's easy to grow apart without even realizing it. Uh-huh. Mm. So how have you, I mean, you've been in a relationship for five years, so how have you been keeping it fresh and healthy and new? Um, it's, it's actually very interesting. I think the pandemic has tested a lot of relationships and it's interesting to see how many people actually can be with their partner, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. truly be able to have a conversation. So it's, it's about finding those moments and rhythms for your partner, your check-ins for your partner, asking them, do you need anything? Or how would you like to spend this? And just, you know, actively searching for, for new experiences, whether that is movies, a video game, or, or going somewhere. 
um, or spending time with, you know, familiar friends and, and, and doing outings. It just depends on how you do it. And I know that you're friends with a, a couple that also, I would say, does that, you know, has a lot of outings, spends their time hanging out with people. And I just think it's about using your time together intentionally and bringing camaraderie to the forefront. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. it fun. Make sure if you want to party with the Dame and the Mayor DC, you come see us Saturday. This Saturday, honey, February 12th, 8 a.m., 8 p.m., honey, to noon, midnight. I'm just using all the wrong times. <laughs> <laughs> you should start with the episode. I have the checklist right here. Like, give me the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me try that again because I know on Saturday y'all gonna see me and Raffi at Upper West Side Cafe from 8 p.m. to 12. Make sure you get your tickets. Link in the bio with tunes from DJ Gaston and DJ Basbusa, a 90s themed dance party. I cannot wait to talk about the exes, talk about love, and our anti-Valentine's Day party. So where can they find us until then, Raffi? Uh, y'all can definitely keep finding me on Way to Do It Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, you can find me all over DC because I live here. And I also live here. And you can find me at New New Paris. Just uh, New New Paris. You know me. You know the vibes, y'all. Twitter, TikTok, Christian Bingo, all that shit. Follow me. And I'll see you for my live drag brunch on Sunday at 2 p.m. Right before the Super Bowl, um, I will be live streaming from my gig um, at our drag brunch. Are you gonna, are you gonna be there, Raffi? Um, I'm not. I mean, I think I was virtual because I'm not going to Silver Spring tonight. I, mean, <laughs> I know they did drag brunch at the Silver Spring. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye.